Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, Taryn, alongside Joe, Jamie and Dan. Hello. What's up, Oos? How's my tribal chief? Yes, very well, very well. I Well, in fact, no, I'm not very well because I've just had to spend £354 today on a cat flap. <laughs> cat flap fever. No, when, I, when I say £354 on a cat flap, it wasn't just a cat flap. The house that we bought, it's French patio doors at the back for our back garden. So obviously it's all glass. So they had to come out, measure up, and then literally take out the double glazing glass out the back and then put in a new panel of double glazing glass with the whole cutting with the cat flap already installed. That's why it costs so much. If it was just a cat flap, we could have done it for 50 quid, but because it's bloody in glass, it's a pain. And then one of the cats, we tried it this afternoon, or this evening, should I say, after work, one of them would go out if we picked her up and threw her through the cat flap and then she was <laughs> unsure and then getting lost in the garden and then I'm trying to get her back in the house but it's a slight step up so she won't go in and the other cat won't go out at all so it's a work in progress it'll take a few days how many Marco stunts can you fit through that cat flap 17 at once <laughs> fair that makes sense <laughs> that's how small he is how <laughs> many Joey Janellas can you fit through that cat flap Oh, he'd slither in, don't you worry. He'd slither <laughs> right in. How are we all doing? Joe, how are you? Yeah, good. Uh, I feel sorry for you. You can't sorry. It sounds like a catastrophe. Hey, <laughs> almost, almost a catastrophe is that mic this week. What is going on with that mic this week? Dear me. Extra popcorn on Joe's line. Dear God, oh, salty sorry. it is. Salty it is. Yeah, did we did we watch Hell in a Cell last weekend? I'm sure we did. Jamie, I'm sure, watched it semi-live with FIFA on in the background, and Dan and Joe probably read the results first and then watched it afterwards, I guess. Joe fell asleep. Joe fell hey. asleep and woke up halfway through the main event, and we were watching it at, like, 7 o'clock in the evening. Yeah, on, the, on the Monday. <laughs> yeah, and he still yeah. fell asleep. <laughs> he had Cody went through that table, and then he kind of woke up. Watched like the last five minutes of it and then that's it. But yeah, I watched all of it. I didn't watch it live, but I did watch it the next day. I have made a point now of making sure I do watch them, the premium live events. If, if I don't watch them live, then making sure I do watch them in their entirety as well. I didn't skip through anything, <laughs> anything this time around. I didn't skip through. Um, but weirdly enough, I was doing stuff at the same time and the first couple of matches... I kind of didn't realise that they'd ended because I was that busy doing other stuff whilst it was on. I kind of was like, hang on, we're on match three here. <laughs> what was the results of the first two matches? So I had I'm to not kind of in go the matches, but I'm not in the yeah, room. I'm not it's watching it cow. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest, it was just a glorified Raw, wasn't it, with one SmackDown match and a, and a hell in a cell. But yeah, let I mean, let's have a look at it then. So let's do as we always do. Let's have a breakdown. Let's have a review. Let's see how we did on the old... Predictions. We'll go straight into it this week. Again, we'll give our grading at the end, but just an overall consensus to start with, Dan? Um, yeah, I was thinking, oh, I'm not really bothered about this, but I actually thoroughly enjoyed watching it. Um, there were a couple bits in it that I was like, oh, come on, we've seen this before. Let's get on with it. But you know what? As I always say, I was really sports entertained. Joe, would you concur with what you saw before you fell asleep? Yeah, it was all right. It was a priest. Start a pay per view. I, I won't put me falling asleep down to the pay per view. I just put it down to me working all day, being really tired. Well, that excuses it. Sorry, I'm eating a Kit Kat at the same time. I'm starving. Jamie, 
It is alright. <laughs> Lovely. Because he didn't know because he was playing FIFA. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I watched it all, don't you worry. Let's More than you saying you're doing something else in the room there with it on. Part of it was looking after my three-month-old baby, so I didn't have an excuse. He does need his nappy changing, no matter how good. And I was, I was looking after, and I was looking after my ultimate team. Oh dear lord! The amount of money I've just spent on those packs, so many cards. You can't. You're not telling me you're that good that you've accumulated enough FIFA points to get packs with. Lies. What FIFA points you have to buy? Well, whatever it's called, currency think... then. Oh no, I don't use coins for packs. Well, how do you get them? How do you buy objectives? Oh, he's spending it all on the. It's all on the faction wars. It is. He's spending all of his hard-earned money on faction wars on two K twenty two. <laughs> Has anyone actually played that on two K twenty two? Yes, yeah, I it's haven't. <laughs> it's very long. Very. What very do you even long. do? Faction wars. You collect cards, just like Ultimate Team, and then you You've can got, like, some of the dynamics. You can you? build them up by doing challenges. Uh, then you have like the faction war section where you put people against people to do objectives, and you can get other cards by doing. You actually a certain wrestle the matches. Yeah. So and you get more. Like um, you get more points for um, easy, medium, and hard. So if you do one on like legendary mode, then you'll get like three tokens. You do it on hard mode is two tokens and easy one. Um, say for example, you do all of them on legends. Then when you complete the seven matches, you unlock say Dakota Kai or Jordan Devlin, and then you can use them in your own roster. Um, they're like in the early ones in the NXT days, but that's what you do in like the up and coming ones. But faction wars, the people that you've unlocked, you can put together in a four on four match. But the annoying thing is anytime you go for a pin or a submission, somebody comes and breaks it up. So you've pretty much got to get them down to red and tap them out on every single one of them. So like a Shinsuke or a AJ Styles works really well on it. But to platinum the game, you have to pretty much complete faction wars. Um, and it, it, I know it's going to take me a few months to do, but I'll get there. We'll do it. How far are you off on the old platinum? I'm three trophies off platinum in it. Bloody hell. I think I've probably unlocked like two trophies on it. I tell you why, because I can't play GM mode because I keep losing every week, but we've already spoken about that before. I'll show you when you come down for the, the casual clash, clash, clash <laughs> casual, I'll show you. Like, I've, I've got it. I'll show you. you have to have the worst main event in the history of You Raw. do. It has to be like, I, I don't bloody know. Um, Dakota Kai versus um, Carmella in a tables match. It has to be someone like what's she called? Uh, Dakota Kai for something like that. I know I'm going AEW here, aren't I? No, is she AEW? I don't even know now. She's fine. She She was WWE. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dakota Kai versus Nia Jax will be five (laughs) stars because one's a heavyweight and one's a liar. I love to see that I had Joaquin Wilde from NXT and he faced Goldberg at WrestleMania in a Hell in a Cell match and I got five stars for that. Yeah. God, sounds made up, doesn't it? Joaquin Wilde, DJZ from Impact, guy's the future. He's part of the Legaros, but actually he's not part of Legaro del Fantasma because at NXT in your house, they lost the Mafia War and now he's part of the D'Angelo family. Christ almighty. My dear That's that's enough for me not to have to watch NXT anyway. So, (laughs) Hell in a Cell, the premium live event, was on last Sunday. And we kicked off the event with the triple threat match. 
for the Raw Women's Championship, as was all the matches Raw, apart from one, which we will get on to. Um, and it saw Bianca Belair defeat Asuka and Becky Lynch. What did we think of the opening match? Solid? Yeah, it was all right. Not too bad. I quite enjoyed it. I think a lot of people are saying that it was match of the night, aren't they? Uh, to be honest, I, it was okay. It was very spot Match there. of the night when Omos was next. I know, it's hard to believe. A lot of people were saying that it was one of these matches. It was very spot-fest. It was very, right, now here's my turn, now here's my turn, now Mm. here's my turn. I think the right person has won, and I like the direction that they're going with on Raw. Um, It was a very good opening for it, and it showcased all of the women in it. And it's sort of sending Becky Lynch on a downward spiral. I think the finish, where Becky hit the manhandle slam and then gets thrown out of the ring just just for Bianca to steal the pin with her finisher. I thought that was really clever and nice to see. That's quite a heelish move, though, isn't it? It's what you'd normally do with a heel. You look at the history of it and you look what happened, you know, 26 seconds at SummerSlam, um, you know, and she came out, basically shocked her and stole the title. It's Bianca getting a retribution in a way. She's come out and she's stolen the win off Becky Lynch. Becky's done all the work and she's taken the pin. So it's kind of seen her evolve as a champion. She's evolving as a person, evolving as a champion. And I think it gives her a bit more credibility. Yeah, it's heelish, but... It's actually, you know, going, well, I'll do anything to keep my title. And, you know, you did it to me a year ago, so I'm going to do it to you now. I think, if anything, before, she would have been a bit more naive, but she's learned from it now. Anything to keep your title. I mean, it's a 33 and third chance of winning, but then when you deduct the 15.2% chance of him, but then you've got Kurt Angle in your corner, then it gives you a 125.5% chance of winning it. So, you know, it all go down. They did numbers at sacrifice, don't lie, Aaron, you know? <laughs> no, they don't. And then for you, this what is it? The the numbers don't lie for you. They spell. I don't. I can't remember what he said. It's spelled disaster. Disaster. That's it. It's sacrifice, <laughs> my dear lord. I do agree with Senor you, though, Danny. Joe. It was a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said, Senor Joe. Um, it was a bit of a spot fest. I I do I do agree with you on that. But then I feel like most of the. I know it was the opening match, not main event, but I feel like a lot of the main events these days are doing that. It's just finisher after finisher after finisher, kick out after kick out after kick out. Like, whatever happened to matches where you'd hit the finisher would be what it is, the finisher, and you wouldn't kick out because that was the finisher. On the rare occasion, you might kick out once. You don't kick out of the finisher six six times. I mean, we'll get onto that with the main event later. But, I mean, how many times Cody Rhodes hit crossroads and Seth Rollins was kicking out, kicking out? That's not a finisher then, is it? So... It just be, the move just becomes redundant, effectively. But yeah, I, I thought it was a, a the solid evolution match. of wrestling. That's the well. Problem. Tell us about it then, Jimmy. What did you think of the match? Well, no, I'm just saying with the finishes, like it's th- that's just what evolution of wrestling is. I think it obviously it started out. I want to say with like the indies when they were kind of having all these close yeah, calls, fight forever. They were kind of making it big matches. Yeah, fight forever. And basically, like you said, the to win these big matches now you're gonna have to pull out all the stops and do your finishes super style off the top rope so that means that every single individual has evolved along with the matches then bring back the and he'll be able to he, do he it he knows yeah I mean, you wouldn't if the we super had... duper drop kicks on the rope what more do you need if we had if we had um the street profits versus lost lotharios we wouldn't have had this problem <laughs> that would have been the main event the real 100%. main event it's of the, the match pre-show. we all want. Give us what we want. Was there a kickoff? 
There was a kickoff show, yeah, they had the, the Rosenberg and the, the Kayla Braxton. Did they have a match on the kickoff? They didn't, did they? No, they just had Booker T saying business 76 oh, times. That's about it. And business. the shooky, shooky, quack, quack. <laughs> he now has that as his proper section, doesn't he? That's does it still come up on the screen? Yeah, of oh. course it does. When we get there for Clash of the Castle, we've got to go find because we're we're lucky enough to be on the on the bottom floor, so we can go across and see the pre-show section oh and go see Pete Rosenberg and Kayla Braxton and all them. See if we can get in the background. You know, like those knobheads who walk past the camera yeah. shot and like do like a Bianca Belair twitch and then they walk off. The pre-show well, match, the kickoff show match, Jordan Devlin versus local talent. Jordan, Jordan, yeah, well, Jordan Devlin, he's no longer in NXT UK, is he? He lost no, to yeah. Leah Dragunov. So the Wild Bull versus Mark Andrews. We saw it at the beer and tequila thing. We're going to see it, yeah? Fine. Fair enough. But back to Hell in a Cell, a decent opening first match, I think we all agree. It was a good way to kick off the show. Mm-hmm. It set and the tone. It set the tone and the right person won. Moving on to the match, the match of the night. It was the two-on-one handicap match, and Dan automatically loses 12 points for saying that this match was going to be a hell-in-a-cell match, and it was a standard two-on-one. To be honest, it should have been a a hell-in-a-cell match. That's what it would have saved it. But you know what? A nice little spot from Cedric Alexander getting a bit of retribution because he had a backstage promo before the match. <laughs> and I want to be your friend, MVP and Omos. They're like, we don't like you. You're not our friend. So he comes out and he gets pancaked. And now he's Bobby Lashley's friend. So what do he's you Bobby want? Lashley's friend, but he had that promo with him after the match, didn't he? So obviously, um, in the match itself, of course, spoiler alert, Bob the Lash beat Omos and MVP. MVP, t- MVP did take the pinfall, didn't he? Of course he did. Um, no, he didn't take the pinfall. He tapped out to the... Tapped out, sorry. That's what I mean. He took the fall itself, yeah, um, to protect Omos. And then, of course, we have the um, the promo backstage afterwards where Bob the Lash, of course, was saying, why are you getting involved? Don't do it again. And they rekindle that friendship, of course. And then the next night on Raw, Omos beat Cedric Alexander in about five seconds. I think the match went on. The match was like less than 10 seconds. So that program's over as far as I'm concerned. But um, is it? it's time now, surely, is it not, for Omos and Bobby Lashley to go their separate ways as far as a feud? Bobby Lashley deserves better than Omos. He's still green. He still needs to develop. He isn't Andre the Giants, as The Undertaker <laughs> says. Um, well, we set up some... Did you watch Raw? Did you see this, this set up? I did watch feuds? Raw. It was the first time in... It was the first time since WrestleMania that I watched Raw all the way through, but not including the WrestleMania Raw. It's the first time probably in about four years that I've watched Raw all the way through. And that was just because I just fancied it. Again, having it on in the background, but I did watch it. That's fair. Well, you've got two new storylines that have been set up. You've got uh, Bobby Lashley. Well, at the end of the match, he was holding up a replica WWE title. Everyone's saying, oh, maybe he's going to have a little title match before uh, you know Clash at the Castle when Drew gets there. But no, um, he's now gone after Theory and him and Theory are having a little programme before John Cena comes back in three weeks. Um, but the other side, we've got the Dirty Dogs. They came out to have an interview after Omos's match on Raw and they were cutting a promo saying it's nice to be back and they picked the right time. MVP said, what are you doing here? You're wasting the TV time. And he super kicked him, and they no sold it, and then they went to a break. So looks like we're having the Dirty Dogs against Omos, which Dolph Ziggler is very good at building up new talent and making him look like a star. That's kind of what he does. Yeah. Um, so I think that'll be interesting. And we've got Bobby Lashley going into a title picture. Two new things happening, so it's nice to see new stuff moving forward. Well, we've got. But we'll go on a slight detour from this because there has to be some news today. In fact, I don't know if you guys have been privy to it, but. 
Roman Reigns has now been pulled from Money in the Bank, so there's going to be no title defence at Money in the Bank. Apparently, it's more to do with his reduced schedule. But, of course, the initial information out on the dirt sheets was that he just wasn't doing house shows anymore, apart from your bigger house shows at Madison Square Garden, that type of thing. But now, no, he, he won't be wrestling at Money in the Bank either. So it looks as if that match between Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns is off. Unless, of course, Bobby Lashley wins Money in the Bank, then that could potentially set up that type of feud. Especially now, spoiler alert, looks like Cody's not going to be around, which we'll get on to. Um, but it also said that it's they are planning and setting up for SummerSlam Roman Reigns to defend the title against Randy Orton because Randy Orton will be back by then for SummerSlam. So it'll be interesting to see where Bobby Lashley fits into this then if we're thinking Money in the Bank is July, SummerSlam is August and he's going to be wrestling at SummerSlam but not at Money in the Bank. So where does he fit into this unless he wins Money in the Bank? I think it's one of these ones. He's doing this thing now with Theory. I think he will have a US title match uh, within the next few weeks. But he, it's one of these things you could potentially see him going into sort of more of a main event, maybe a feud with The Miz, potentially. Um, more of a mid-card kind of thing. Um, I think there's the potential of the transition smackdown in that period as well. But if we're looking at John Cena coming back within the next few weeks, John Cena, when he debuted 20 years ago, famously had a ruthless aggression moment with Kurt Angle. He's been uh, tweeting loads of stuff about theory and talking smack about theory and promos. I know we're building towards that at SummerSlam, but SummerSlam isn't until, what, July? We're in June now. So I think he'll do the US title picture and then it's going to be John Cena theory. In terms of Bobby Lashley, I think it makes more sense for a transition to SmackDown. There's a few more people that he potentially could face then as well. Interesting you mentioned John Cena and we might as well mention it now since it was advertised. Was it advertised at Hell in a Cell or was it on Raw? It was on Raw. It was on Raw, but we'll talk about it now anyway whilst we are. Um... I'm probably thinking something slightly different. I'm not convinced he's going to have a match at SummerSlam. I think he's only going to make this appearance on Raw, and it certainly won't be a match, because how can you have John Cena beat Theory and win the US title to not appear again? But at the same time, you still want John Cena to give him the beatdown. So to me, it's only going to be a segment. It's going to be theory coming out running his mouth maybe even successfully defending the US championship against somebody and then taking the selfie with their battered body on the ground and then the scene of music hits and he comes out and it's a promo on him and then a, a couple of attitude adjustments to him and that's effectively it I see it going more like that but I mean do you guys think he's actually building to anything specific Jamie? Well you just mentioned possibly having Bobby Lash in the US title mix so it could be Theory and Cena at SummerSlam without a title. Non-title match. Well, and Lashley picks up the win because, what, Cena interferes and... Possibly. I mean, you don't know. I mean, I think Lashley wants to go for the world title kind of thing. And everything that's going on with Cody at the moment, everything's kind of been thrown up in the air because I'm pretty sure it was obvious that Cody was probably going to win money in the bank. Um, But it seems like, spoiler alert, Edge is now in that picture. So we'll see what happens at Money in the Bank in a f- about a month's time when storylines develop further and we preview Money in the Bank. But anything can happen at this moment in time. Anything can happen at WWE. <laughs> it's true. Bobby Lashley obviously looks to go in the title picture. What Dan says could possibly happen. He takes the US title, which can set up John Cena and Austin Theories at SummerSlam in a non-title match. 
but all of John Cena's promos have been around the US title as well. So, who you know, maybe he just has two months. Maybe he's there at Clash of the Castle in a rematch with Theory. Who knows? Uh, it'll be boo. He's going to do the John Cena US title open challenge. And he'll have the spinner belt. Who, who wouldn't talent. want to see? Who wouldn't who wouldn't want to see that spinner belt? Me, you say local talent. Bronco Brendan will come out. Local talent. <laughs> he will. He'll have the dark match. Oh, friend of the show, Brendan. He will. He'll have the dark. He won't even be on the kickoff and be the dark match before. Um, we can only have a big spot for him. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Right, moving on then. Question any... though, because they Go haven't on. done it yet. Are you not going through what everybody put as the results? Absolutely not. We'll do it at the end just so I can add it all up at once. But we want to laugh at people that got it wrong. It's a public moment. We will at the end. Don't you worry. As we move on to Ezekiel losing, losing to Kevin Owens. What's going on there? What's that booking all about, Dan? Um, well, when we watched on Raw, he kind of goaded him into a match and he said, yeah, I'm Elias. Ha, I lied. I'm not Elias. I want a rematch with you. Yeah, OK, it builds Kevin Owens up. He was on a bit of a downward spiral. Now it gives him a bit more credibility. And if you said, like, storyline behind, if I did talk, if I told you nothing about what's happened over the past month and they gave you two names, Ezekiel, Kevin Owens, you'd pick Kevin Owens. He's seasoned, yeah. former Universal Champion. And it came across in the match. He was, he was decent, hitting all of the spots, convincingly beat Ezekiel, beat him up. And he got the, the win, which he should have. But if you look at the storyline, you think, oh, well, they should be building that Ezekiel guy up. Um, maybe that, well, it looks like they're continuing the feud. It continued on Raw. They're having a match again next week. Um, so it's something, again, I think we're biding time to, many in the banks, we're biding time to survive a series. It's kind of teasing us, teasing us until we get to that end destination. Where is this going? Is it going to be a reveal? Like you said, are we going to get Damien Sandow coming out as the real Ezekiel or the real Elias? I think there's so many different possibilities with it, but it's a storyline that actually had a lot of people invested. And I think that it was too good for it to be one and done. So actually with Kevin Owens picking up the win, it makes sense now. It will carry on going for the next couple of weeks. They got the Alpha Academy involved in it as well. So sky's the limit with it. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. Maybe it'll lead towards a qualification to that men's money in the back ladder match. Where does this end then with Ezekiel? Does it Hair end... versus hair match. Well, just... Does it end with him finally admitting, yes, I was Elias and I've changed my persona for whatever reason and he just cracks on? Or will it just end with them not forgetting about it, but he kind of finishes his pro programme with Kevin Owens, but just carries on with as Ezekiel, but nobody else questioning it and just naturally goes into a different feud with someone because they did a Jericho and spilled the tea on them type thing. I don't know. but And then they'll just kind of, everyone will just stop questioning why he was Elias and he'll just carry on as Ezekiel. What, what, what the WWE going to do with this one then, Joe? What do you see happening? I like Dan's idea of bringing back um, some like Damien Sandow, like to be like to pretend to be Elias, or they could get like they could do like a two pack and get like a hologram of like a hologram. Jesus, that's it. A... <laughs> Oh, like a Freddie Mercury, like they get like I'm sure they definitely have got like loads and loads of archive footage of like um his old stuff from like NXT and like they could probably like dub together something where he he's like, 
hello, Kevin, I see you've met my brother, as you kill, like, you know what they do with, like, dead actors, like, they overdub it, like, with yeah. stuff they said in the past, and then they make it, like, it's new again. They could do that. I don't know if WWE has enough time and money to do that. They probably could. Well, yeah. It's WWE. We all know what they're doing, and the end point of all of this. Released. Mark my word right now that by the end of the year, Ezekiel and Kevin Owens will be tag team champions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Or, or, or he'll be released. Come on, clip this. Clip, clip this right now. And then come Survivor Series, when they beat the Usos for the titles, you'll be like, he predicted this in June. That's me. They're not beating those Usos. Nobody's beating those Usos. Well, they're going to be undisputed tag team champions forever. (laughs) And well, well, Roman Reigns will be undisputed champion forever anyway, because no one's going to take it off him. Not even... Because they they ain't fighting. True, yeah. (laughs) But Ezekiel Kevin Owens. Is it um, Nakamura? <laughs> it um, it was just a raw match, basically, wasn't it? There was nothing really to, you know, write home about. It was nothing exciting about the match itself. It the ending, a... I think, shocked everybody. Everybody yeah. thought, "Oh, we're... we can clearly see Ezekiel's winning this one," and I think the ending surprised everyone. But if you looked at it from a casual fan, and I said two names, actually, it wouldn't have been that predictable for people who weren't following the product. But overall, nice filler. It's leading on with the storyline. And we get to see it again next week. Smashing. Right then. We move on to match four of the evening, which was the judgment day of Edge, Damien Priest and Rhea Ripley defeating the team of AJ Styles, Finn Balor and Liv Morgan. Decent match. Enjoyed. I was thoroughly sports entertained. Jamie doesn't look happy. He does not look happy. It was all right. Did you guys see the writing on the wall, though? Did you see that twinkle in Finn Balor's eye that he was converting to the dark side? But he had to message Rhea Ripley. He had to message Damien Priest afterwards to say that he's seen the darkness and he has to join the judgment. It was when he was on that top rope and he was going for the coup de grace. And, you know, they could see Rhea Ripley standing. He knew then that they were a family and that started to elevate his career. Did you see the twinkle in his eye? I didn't see it. Just clearly. (laughs) On this day. (laughs) Um, I I just, yeah. So, I mean, Helena saw the match itself. Entertaining. Right for the judgment day to win. Um, It would have been stupid to go the other way. Fantastic. And I'm quite happy to gloss over that now because it was a decent match and there's nothing more to say about it. But yes, on Raw, what is the point? So... Is Edge injured? Have they just decided they want him as a baby face for merchandise sales? I know, but you can still... He doesn't have to wrestle, does he? I, he can still I appear every wanna, week. I think they want a, a new faction with a good leader, and I think it's a good way of writing Edge off TV storylines, and you've still got a strong cult leader. You know, think about it, Finn Balor, Prince Devitt, he's like He's the most notorious leader of all time. I mean, the Bullet Club, you know, they're still going now in AEW and New Japan. He he started all off back in the I day. Know, but he, he can't cut a promo. I don't I don't rate his promo. I just Edge can cut a promo. Edge is a believable cult 
leader and can cut a promo. Finn Balor, I just I don't think he can talk great. So why would you swap somebody from one position and put that person in that position? I well, I don't adding Finn Balor to it, it makes sense. But getting if rid of I it, said to you, right, Judgment Day of one, and I say to you now, I said like last week as well. What would you do next? With the, it, say it's still got Edge as a leader. They've just defeated the six-man team of AJ Finn and Liv. Where do they go next? What would you predict? What would you if they were in that situation? How would you have moved them forward? I mean, didn't didn't most of us talk about Finn Balor joining Judgment Day regardless? Yeah, we just expected yeah. to take over Judgment Day. We expected him to join, but I think after the injury to Cody and losing, obviously Cody, I think they've kind of gone. Well, we need a big top baby face. Let's just get Edge on there, and then Edge can kind of do Cody's job for a little bit and be like the top baby face until Cody's back. And I think that's probably what they're just going to do. I'd have liked to have seen Edge face Roman for the title and have Judgment Day versus the uh, the Bloodline. I know that's kind of heel versus heel, but then you've kind of got, well, you've got the head of the table, head of the Bloodline, and then you've got the head of the Judgment Day, almost like two cult leaders against each other. Um, and then you've got Finn and Damien Priest and... You so it's Christ, get Naomi back and get her in the bloodline. It's <laughs> Rhea Ripley. Um, and then you can kind of have them as tweeners. They don't necessarily need to be heel against heel. You know, one of the teams can be more a tweener than uh, than the other. But yeah, I, I, I get I get what you're saying, Dan. I just this to me there's got to be something more of it because if it is to do with Edge going to a more reduced schedule and things like that, well, surely Money in the Bank is Edge versus Finn Balor now. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know. Which which will be a good match. I'm actually looking forward to seeing that, to be honest. It'll be a decent match, and I assume Balor will go over because it would make sense. Because if Edge goes over, then the new leader of the Judgment Day is already lost. What's the point? The fact he's dead in the water before he's even began or, or restarted, if you were under Balor. So, and then it gives Edge a couple of months off to come back at, or a month off maybe to come back at SummerSlam or, Christ, even wait until the next Saudi show at the end of the year. So, yeah, the match itself this, for Hell in um, Cell was decent, but I wasn't happy with Raw. I'll put this idea out there for you, though. Um, so, Edge, who, which female talent would you associate Edge with? Beth Phoenix? Well, well, yeah, but currently on the roster, I don't know. But Beth, if you want to get her back, yeah. So you've got Edge reeling. He's now going against like the. He needs to get his retribution against the Judgment Day. He needs to call on some people. Yeah, he's been posting pictures on social media of all these people that could join the Judgment Day. But let's say he call. He says to his missus, "Come and help me against Rhea." You know, we get Beth Phoenix, Rhea Ripley. That'd be that'd be decent. We're getting Edge versus Finn Balor. These are two matches that actually, on paper, sound you amazing. Do, you could do the mixed tag. Yeah, and then if you need a third person, you've got Tommaso Ciampa being a little scamp running round. What is going? In. What is going on with Ciampa at the minute? They just I do don't not think they know what to do with him. They just don't, don't know what to do with him. He's just going and t- attacking random people. But put him in, you know, and you could have edges like Judgment Day. They could call it like a No Mercy. Like Edge's No Mercy versus Finn Balor's Judgment Day. Versus, Bad blood. Austin, versus yeah. Austin Theory's Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> Don't give them great ideas. Great biceps of fire. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> can we quickly brush over Madcap Moss defeating Happy Corbin? It's Madcap. It's just Madcap now, Taryn. It's just Madcap. Is it really? Why do you go like Goldberg? Well, he looks like a generic creative wrestler. Like they click random, and he's there. He is. 
All I'll say is, as much as this match I didn't care for at all, because I don't care for Happy Corbin or Madcap Moss or Madcap, the no holds barred match, the match itself was 10 times the no holds barred match that AEW had at Double or Nothing. 10 times. It was so much better. And this is with Madcap. Look at Jamie's face. He knows it's true, though. He knows it is true. And anything goes back to AEW, what was that? The anarchy in the arena. Oh, an anarchy in the arena. That's a completely different yeah. match type. A different match is just a no one's barred match. Didn't the pinfall slap happen in the ring, I, just like this one? Why are you saying you want to skip over this match? I thought this was an all right match. I didn't. I watched it. Yeah, but you oh, went, you mean, quickly skip well, over just because it, Well, yeah, it was an all right match. It was better. My dear Lord. It was good. I really enjoyed the match. I thought it's really more of a homecoming for Madcap. Where he goes from here, I'm I'm assuming he's filling Where one of those spaces. No one cares. I think he'll be filling be so one of those generic. spaces. He's going to be one of those spaces in the yeah. um in space the, in the, the release line. Do you really reckon? No, yeah, no, you you're right. Actually, he will be in that because they tend to do that. They tend to have it. Although that might go to Ezekiel. Thinking about it, it's an Ezekiel or. Madcap type. Well, there's role, one's on it? Raw, one's on SmackDown. You, at the end, you need four from Raw, four from SmackDown. If we're realistically predicting it now, because it's in a month's time, um, I know we were discussing it before. Oh, now Cody's out. Who are we predicting to be in Money in the Bank? But I think we can predict like potential winners. But if you're thinking who's going to be filling it, who's going to be doing the potential high spots, you've got people like I could see Kofi Kingston being in it on the SmackDown side, Ezekiel, um, I know Ezekiel on the Raw side. Do. Everyone's going to think that Rey Mysterio is going to be in it, but I bet I've just got a feeling Dominic's going to qualify for it and Mysterio isn't it. Because Mysterio can kind of come in and try and help Dominic win the match during it, which won't Sure, it would make more sense for Veer to be in it, because he's been beating the Mysterios on Raw. They they still don't know what to do with him. <laughs> we talk about they don't know what to do with Champa. They don't know what to do with Veer. He'll be a comedy act by the time of Clash at the Castle, will be. Well, they've already got Shanky dancing on SmackDown. Oh, my dear Lord. <laughs> I was just about to mention that. Yeah, but they've got all rid it is of... on Instagram all the time is him dancing on... <laughs> yeah, but they've got rid of um, Commander Aziz or whatever he's called, haven't they, with Apollo Crews. And Apollo Crews has dropped his accent again and gone back to normal. Now he's re-debuted on NXT. That pop, we watched NXT uh, last night, 2.0 last night, the pop that he had when his music came out and he's like... I'm, what I'm, music I'm... is it? His current one or has he gone back to his old one? It's his current one, but he's got he's wearing just like pure black tights. He comes out, he's speaking his normal, he's in his normal accent um, and he cut a wicked promo. He's in the main event in the tag match and I tell you what, explosive. Fans are well behind him. It's, uh, yeah, it's just what they need. I think they're really looking to elevate Brom Breaker for when he eventually does get the call up near WrestleMania, after WrestleMania sort of time. And putting Apollo Crews, you forget how much of a talent he is. You know, how good that he was. You know, and he was Mm. on the main event, nobody was caring. Yeah. Nation. Who are Nation, man. Absolutely decent. And, um, yeah, okay, I hope that they do something with Commander Aziz, but realistically, what are they going to do with him now? Oh, he's, yeah, unfortunately for him. I don't like anybody losing the job, but that that's him. You won't see him again, unfortunately. It's a shame because, well, he didn't really cut very good promos, but he was a very tall man um, and he's been with the company for very long, you know, for very well. And how long has he been with the company? He was in the first ever um, Saudi event, wasn't he? He was in that massive Royal Rumble. He, he was Dabba Kato and he was in Royal <laughs> Underground. 
Oh, poor yeah. the Graves. Anyway, let's look at the uh, penultimate match of the evening. No one knows how this went on the Prediction League. No one knows. Austin Theory defeated Mustafa Ali to successfully retain his United States Championship. Come on then, Joe, give us your thoughts on this one. Yeah, I feel a bit sorry for Mustafa Ali. You know, this had all all the makings of a really great match. I mean... It was it was a solid match. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a squash. You know, Mustafa Ali did come out to quite a big pop. He had the Chicago like tights on. He had the Chicago flag on there, um, and people were cheering him and chatting for him. Um, but yeah, it was just a bit of a bit of a meh match, to be fair. Dan, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, the pop that Ali had, um, I was actually really surprised with the pop that Ali had. Um, he came out, he had the fan favourite, he had um, the crowd going, he's wearing the second City Stars on his shorts. Um, they were really behind him. I think we knew the way that the this was going. The hometown hero. He was. But, you know, with the John Cena thing looming, um, we kind of knew what the result was going to do. A lot of people were actually favouring um, Mr. Ferrari to potentially get the win. Um, you know, get, get him back in favour, but well, I think it was a decent, it was a solid match. There's, if you said, oh, what can you remember from the match? I can't remember anything from the match, to be honest. So there was selfie stuff, and he, yeah, I know he wasn't clean, but if you ask me, like, memorable spots in that match, I can tell you memorable spots from all the other matches. This match, I just know that it was an alright match. It lasted about 10, 15 minutes, and it's good to go, but other than that, it's a, it's a tough one. It's, it's good for the show. And if I look back on it in a year's time, I'll probably actually enjoy it a lot more. But it's it's won, it's done, and it's actually adding a bit of credibility to theory now, which is quite good. It's, it's showing that he is that, that main event star in the making. Fair enough. Main event time then. Cody Rhodes successfully defeating for the third time in a row. Seth Franklin Rollins. Have you seen this on the internet today? No. <laughs> hey, um, I don't know if it's the... I think it's wherever there's a house show. They've started calling the house shows certain names lately. Like, I think Saturday night's main event is back as a house show name when it's on on a Saturday night. But I think they're calling it um, Sunday Stunner. Let me get this up now, Seth Rollins. <laughs> And um, I'm going to have to find out which uh, arena it is. But now, house shows on a Sunday are being called Sunday Stunner. And here it is. So it's it's at the Hard Rock Live Arena, wherever this is. Anyway, in, in Atlantic City. And they've put the match card down. The Usos versus The New Day. Bianca Belair um, versus Becky Lynch. Um, <laughs> versus Asuka. It's called Asuka's name, S. A S H U L E, God knows, a shul. Um, <laughs> so that's who that is. Um, but then they put, even though this isn't going to happen now because he's going to be injured, because this is August the 14th, they put Cody Rhodes versus Seth Franklin Rollins. <laughs> so that is quite amusing. That's doing the rounds at the moment on the internet, Franklin Rollins. So that that's quite amusing, I did think. But yeah, so main event, we saw Cody Rhodes come in. There were many a rumour beforehand that he wasn't going to be taking part because he'd injured himself 
day before weight training, I believe. But of course, they turned that into the storyline of the fact that it was the beatdown from Seth Franklin Rollins on Monday. And then, of course, he injured himself more after that in preparation. Um, he's, he's torn that pectoral muscle right off the bone he has. And dear Lord Joe, the blood flow and bruising that he had from his head yeah. down to his arm and, it, and I think it spread since as well it's quite quite a sight to see wasn't it yeah that's bluer than the new Ricky Gervais special on Netflix <laughs> it was it was mad I mean damn the injury to Seth Rollins bit bit of a bit of colouring on that skin wasn't there to Cody. What the injury to uh, Cody? Sorry, on Cody. Yeah, not not not, <laughs> not Franklin Rollins. Not Franklin Rollins to Cody. Yeah, when he took that jacket off, I'd seen the reactions from many different people who were like live stream watching it, and everybody's shocked face because we all knew he was going in with an injury. We didn't know it was that bad. And then when he was working the entire match, like not using the one side of his body, it was pretty impressive. But you know, there's a lot of people saying, "Well, that's risky." Like you're going from maybe being off for one or two months to maybe being off for a year. You know, it's quite a lot some people are like oh yeah he had to fully tear it off his off the bone so he went in and he probably did weights to rip it rip it off you're thinking okay i've heard all the horror stories but they medically did him to do the match yes it's very brave he must have been a lot of pain <coughs> oh sorry and um, the fact um, he even carried could... himself through that match is incredible yeah how he managed to carry himself all the way through that do a 20 minute match i don't know but beforehand like if you said to me oh um name me the best hell in the cell matches the most most watch hell in the cell matches like you said um last week the six man hell in the cell match where kurt angle won you know you've got the um, the undertaker and triple h matches you've got the shane mcmahon ones you go oh yeah these spots here this happened in 10 years time everyone's gonna go oh name me a rest name me a, a hell in a cell i have to go back and watch you need to go back and watch cody versus seth that's the moment that's we realize story, how yeah. much how much Seth, how much um, Cody wanted that, you know, wanted to succeed, wanted a legacy, you know, how much balls that guy had. And you go back and, you know, the, the psychology of how he worked to not hurt himself further and how good that Seth Rollins looked after him as well. I think it will be one of these ones in 10 years' time we will be still talking about. You know, we were t- we'll be talking about the Fiend Seth Rollins one for the wrong reason. But we talked yeah. about the Cody and Seth Rollins one for the right reasons. It was definitely one of the better Hell in a Cell matches that didn't really incorporate the cell. Yeah, they didn't do much. They um, they had a lot of toolboxes. They had the cowbell into the ring. I mean, did it have to be a Hell in a Cell match? Not really. But yeah, well, it's to end a feud, isn't it? And it you, is. know, you wouldn't have seen that cowbell in any of the other matches. The toolbox as well. Um, the kendo stick. The the, the bell. mass amounts of tables. I don't think we've seen the toolbox since Braun Strowman no. versus Shane McMahon in the cage match at Mania. <laughs> but 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 Braun. Yes. That cowbell though. And then he put it on and he was like, nah, I don't want to do this cowbell anymore. Were you all happy with the result then? We think it was the right result. Yeah, and I like it on Raw. Yeah, it was was an interesting one, wasn't it? Of course, the opening of Raw with Cody coming out and making it sound like he was still... I mean, I think it was pretty obvious to everyone he wasn't going to be money in the bank and unfortunately it's a bit of a long layoff. About six to eight months we're hearing. Could be little bit sooner but i think i mean the only person that i was reading online that's come back any quicker than that was cena when it was the rumble return he came back after like four or five months when it could have been up to 12 months but let's be honest he's like superhuman isn't he so that's super one, cena. one in a million super cena isn't it so i don't expect that with cody but maybe six seven months hopefully for his sake but 
yeah, he came out, cut the promo, made it sound like he was still going to fight his way to money in the bank and still be able to climb up. And then, of course, we had Rollin, we had Franklin himself come out, um, <laughs> shake his hand. And I don't know, sometimes you can tell that with heels, they're doing that and they're going to turn. But I, I thought it was really good because I generally thought he's just given up here and thought, yeah, he, I can't beat him, so he's shaking his hand. And I thought, oh, he's walking off and that's going to be it. And he's just going to start a new feud next week, which he will have to start a new feud because Cody's going to be out for months now. But uh, the fact that they... Exactly. The fact that they then not only furthered the feud in a way, but also ended it, but did write Cody out properly with the heelish move and the sledgehammer was quite genius, really. So, um, yeah, but very good way to end it. Um, and we all know, I mean, you say end it, the final moment will be when he's like, Seth Rollins is stood in that middle of the ring, everybody's down around him at the Royal Rumble, and all of a sudden it's just going to go, adrenaline, they're and Seth Rollins is going to lose his mind because Cody's coming down to the ring. All this moment, there is. And then we'll hear the Big E You want to go big, Cody, and then Big E wins. Yeah, I don't, I don't say Cody Rhodes. I mean, considering he didn't win Money in the Bank, which we assume he probably would, I think he is going to go on and win. I, I, you know what? I don't, want, I don't Cody want Rhodes. Cody to win. The he, he could, to be fair, he could, he could just come out. Like, Seth Rollins is in the middle of the ring. Everybody's down around him. Cody Rhodes comes out. Everyone loses their mind because he's back. He comes down from hell basically you know where he comes on that little lift everyone loses their mind he comes into the ring has a great moment beating the shit out of seth rollins and then maybe he just clotheslines them both over the top rope yeah. together and i think that's himself. a better way to do it and, and then wouldn't... that sets up cody seth rollins at wrestlemania for yeah match four <laughs> but i wouldn't be against that even though that would be the fourth time because enough time would have gone for them facing each other again that really would be the way to end the feud I'd be quite happy with that. And I think I'd be more happy with Cody coming and doing exactly what you said there, Jamie, eliminating them both just so he can get his revenge because he's more focused on being Seth than winning the match um, and going for the world title. I just don't think I want to see... I want to see Cody's champion, but not by winning the Rumble because I'm exhausted and fed up now of just people just returning at the Rumble to win because it's just too predictable. So, yeah, I don't want that to happen, but... We're happy with the match, though, as we've said. A decent a decent match and a decent way to end the show, which I suppose we'll give our letter grading. I'll go first. I'll give it a... I'll give it a C or a C plus because I think I said to Jamie afterwards, it entertained me more than I thought it was going to, but I actually thought WrestleMania Backlash was a bit more fun and a bit more entertaining. This was still better than I thought, but this felt more like an episode of Raw than... WrestleMania Backlash did, so I can't remember what grade and I gave back WrestleMania Backlash. Maybe I only gave that a C or a B, but uh, it was if I gave it a C, then this is a C minus, not far behind. But Dan, what's your reckoning for this one? Yeah, I mean, I'm very similar C plus into a B, I think. I'll go with a B on it. I think um, it surprised me a lot more. I was going into it with low expectations. I read the results and I watched it, and actually, for three hours, I suspended my disbelief and I was entertained. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, I think it's in the B from me. Joe and Jamie, B's, C's, A's, C's. Jamie's ready to give it an A. I'm ready to give it a D plus. Well done. The D. The D. No, I'd say it's probably uh, C. I think the 
like you said, the Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins Hell in a Cell match saved the pay-per-view. It was one of the best Hell in a Cell matches in recent years. I mean, obviously, we thought Cody Rhodes is obviously going to fight and it would be very limited in what he did. And he had basically a proper match. Like, he was doing all his moves. He took a hell of a bump. Like, some of the whips he was taking and stuff like that as well. On on his injured arm as well. It wasn't just anywhere else. Like, it proved how vicious Seth Rollins can be. He was proper going after that arm and taking hits on that arm as well. So, yeah, for that match alone, it... It deserves. I mean, that match probably, I'll put it up there as one of the top five matches of the year so far. Mm. It was better than their WrestleMania match. It was better than their WrestleMania Backlash match. He's giving a WWE match um, a top five match over all the (laughs) AEW matches. Uh, A top five? I never said it was number one. Sweaty, excited about. Yeah, number one, the anarchy in the arena match. We all know it's true. We all know. Right, let's have a quick look at our predictions then. So, what match that we predicted that wasn't even on the card? What's going on here, Dan? The (laughs) Usos versus Riddle and Shinsuke Nakamura. It never happened. It was taken. It did happen on SmackDown. It happened on SmackDown. It did, but it didn't happen on the show, did it? So, yeah, every... who won? Do we get a point? Usos won. <laughs> Wait, well, it doesn't matter. We all lose. Did we all put Usos points. anyway? <laughs> yeah, we did. Right, no particular order then. Judgment Day were victorious. Everybody apart from Jamie has Judgment all right. Day. Yeah, all right. No, we all had, <laughs> we all had Judgment Day. Day, so let's add to that. So. Well, we'll get that out of the way now. We all <laughs> had Austin Theory apart from me, which for some reason went with Mustafa. <laughs> Nobody knows. We all had, man, we all did quite well on this. We all we, we all got Ezekiel wrong. We all um yeah, we all got Ezekiel wrong. Um Nobody apart from Jamie picked Bobby Lashley. So yeah, because they were yeah, it's going to SmackDown. It's just going to get beaten out when it's just going to go to SmackDown. <laughs> um, and I think for the last two matches, we um all had Bianca Belair, and we all had Bianca Belair as well. So yeah, so I won. Right. So the pay per view prediction table. After Hell in a Cell looks like <laughs> Who this. finished bottom? Mustafa Ali. <laughs> Joint the bottom of the table. Joint bottom? In... No, not of Hell in a Cell overall. A joint bottom on the table is me and Joe on 29 points. Not far off in second by two points is Dan on 31. Jamie's 10 points ahead on 41 points as it stands. My dear Lord. So, we better all get ready for money in the the bank. We better get ready for, get your predictions in now for 20 bonus points. (laughs) Who knows? But yes, that was hell in a cell. Um, Let's have a look at a bit of news then before we wrap up this week's show with the quiz. I hope you've written it, Jamie. Um, Yeah, because it's your turn. 
my dear <laughs> lord. So, of course, we saw the news that CM Punk himself, and we'll let Jamie kick off with this one since he, he gets so hot and sweaty and excited over him so much. He's, he's injured. He's out for an unknown specification of time. And Tony Khan is doing this thing that he loves doing, which is pointless. Is He's not stripping him of the title. He doesn't have to relinquish the title. They're going to crown a interim heavyweight champion until Punk gets back. And then they'll have a unification match together. So he's not losing the title. They'll technically be two world champions at once. Let's not forget they did this last time with the TNT title when Cody Rhodes had coronavirus. And he was only out for two weeks and he still did this. At least this time around, he's going to have a, a few months out, he's a CM Punk. But yeah, Jamie, not great for Punk. Not great on the fact that they've only just crowned him as the champion. And of course, we've seen the aftermath of what's happened on, on Dynamite, specifically with the Battle Royale and who's going to Forbidden Door to fight for the championship. But yeah, give us your thoughts overall with it, with everything. Well, there's always that danger when you're going for an older champion that this could happen. Obviously, CM Punk returning. Has it been a year yet? Possibly. Not even a year. Uh, and obviously, he's won the Maybe title. just about, yeah. Um, and everyone, like you said, he, it's a good name to have as champion, as he, as he should be. I mean, don't get me wrong, his legacy speaks for itself. But Unfortunately, he's injured, and I think Tony Khan, the mark that he is, can't strip him of the title. So they they're going with the plans that they kind of already had to have against a Japanese guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, well, they're, they're having the they're having the Japanese guys face each other to face the winner of John Moxley and Kyle O'Reilly. Basically, obviously, John Moxley won, so he's going. And no it's uh, most likely Tamahashi, whatever you want to call him. Um, that Battle Royale, though, there was a heel turn in the Battle Royale. Don't tell me, I haven't watched it yet. I just had to look to see who won. Oh. Well, we're talking um, about it now, so it's too late. Oh, no. All that matters, though, is I saw it. I opened Instagram this morning, and the first thing that I saw was him making his AEW debut. He finally came, and I can't wait to see him at Forbidden Door. It is Will Ospreay. Yeah, everyone on Twitter was going, who is this chump? Who is he? Yeah, everyone was going, no one knows who he is. And somebody went, if they did a please theme or his video on the Tatron, everyone would be saying, who is this? And I was like, do people not know who Will Ospreay is? He's like one of the most, like, uh, definitely British. He's probably one of the biggest names. I know he's with AEW down. Yeah, but to not be in AEW or WWE. Obviously, yeah. he hasn't. He's not an AEW wrestler. I'm sure he's just signed for a couple of. No, he's in New Japan. He'll be there for Forbidden Door. But is it bigger than the news and the heel turn Go in on. the Battle Royale? Tell me because now. Let's go. <laughs> Swerve Strickland threw Keith Lee out of the Battle Royale and heel turn and said he's dead weight. He is. So it's over. It's over. Um, that was a bit of a swerve. I got to be fair. Hey. But yeah, so Dan Joe, CM Punk, no longer champion. Well, he is. He is champion. He's he is confusing. Champion. They're bringing another the, the belt. Fact he's still the champ is ridiculous. He should have been a trivia question for our quiz. Who's the shortest reigning AEW champion and the oldest AEW champion? It should be a trivia question. It shouldn't be, a, oh yeah, he held the belt for half a year and defended it zero times. 
they should have stripped him of well, the Well, this is the thing. What will go on on the records? It'll surely go on on the record. I'd say he'll say he's out for a year. It won't be that long, but let's just say for argument's sake, it'll say, and then he drops it the day he comes back. Let's say it'll There'll surely say he was champion for a year. Too, surely. There'll be an asterisk, yeah, in the AEW. All but I mean, when, when you talk about interim titles, obviously they do it in UFC. You'll have, an, you'll have a world champion, like an undisputed champion. And then when they have a number one contender match, they give them the interim title. That's basically all you're doing. Oh, that's but, stupid because... Well, obviously not... in wrestling, you never give them a title. You just you say you are You should be a champion anyway if you're a number one contender. You should just be the number one contender. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. But in UFC, you'll get, an in, you'll get an interim title and then fight for the undisputed. Stupid. Stupid. At a later day. Terrible. Stupid. And then fight for that undisputed sweetness. But um, So, yeah. unfortunately, John Moxley's going to be the champion again. So, we're going to have to sit through weeks again of boring John Moxley promos. But Blackpool... No, Black... William Regal promos. Talent. Well, but that that'll be the good thing that comes out of it. And I'd like. I think they are then going to go down John Moxley versus um, Brian Danielson, not oh. in a not in a feud because they'll still be part of the Blackpool Combat Club. Just he'll qualify some sort of number one contenders match, and they'll have just for one night and then shake hands afterwards. I think it all regal. Do you see Regal's released a podcast, Gentleman Villain? He has, and I was fixing some stuff to my garden gate yesterday, listening to it. I listened to the first half hour, 40 minutes, um, and it's very good from what I've listened to so far. Um, the first episode he just talks about his job titles he was given in NXT and how, how he got that and working with Triple H and WCW and things like that. So, yeah, what I've listened to so far is good. I would recommend it. It's certainly the number two rated podcast on my um, phone, apart from the Rapplecast, of course. Um, But sticking with AEW then, and hopefully Punk's not out for too long, but we'll see what happens there. Have you seen that next week they have announced a... 20 on one handicap. <laughs> this is just, this is stupid. It's, AW I can't remember if it is. into WCW it, and they did turn into WCW. It's, it's, it's Ward, Wardlow versus, I can't remember Rue now, but obviously Job 20. Yeah, well, somebody, let's have a look. 20. Versus AEW Dark Heavily Elevation. Well, they did it with John Cena and um, Randy Orton, didn't they? Like, John Cena and Randy Orton versus the Raw roster. They did that before, like, what was it, 10, 15 years ago? So, it basically to make them have you ever done it? It will be um, Mark Sterling served Wardlow with a lawsuit for beating up all the security during his previous with MJF. And he must now face off. He'll either have to go to court or fail. <laughs> oh, this is brilliant. Or face off uh, against the plaintiffs, which is twenty security guards next the week. The plaintiffs, yeah. So the that's plaintiffs. all. Yeah, plaintiffs. the plaintiffs, basically, like you would have in court. So, uh, yeah. Oh, can you it, imagine it, that in our job, uh, Taryn? Like, oh yeah, we're not we're not going to set this by litigation. We're going to set this by fighting. I twenty. I'm like, <laughs> I hope Judge Judy's going to be the referee for this one. Judy Justice herself. But... No, David Atunga. Oh, don't, don't still by ideas. Ideas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who 
Who, uh, who knows? Greatest member of the Nexus ever. Um, and then just a final bit of news. They've introduced a new championship of AEW, but not the championship we were all expecting. You mean the um, the All-Atlantic Championship that has flags from the <laughs> Pacific on it? <laughs> yeah, and to me, because it's got flags of the Pacific on there and it's got the name All-Atlantic, surely that's everywhere. So is that not just the World Championship? But anyway, anyway, um, they're having this tournament because Tony Khan loves a tournament. Different countries represent uh, different people. Different represent different countries. Um, I, I want Pack to win this. He needs Wait. Pack needs to hold gold. Didn't I say a few weeks ago they will need to no. introduce something like a European Championship, and they've called it the Atlantic Championship now. Yeah, with Pacific I'm pretty Pacific. sure I came up with all of this. Just oh, saying. God, well, Pack's going to win it surely. He won't, but I mean, who, who's winning that? I can't remember who's in the tournament. This is good. I journalism. think. Um... Malachi Black is in there. I think they're going to throw a couple of uh, people from New Japan in there as well. Uh, Miro. Um, Miro's in there as well. Um, Cesaro could come in as representing Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think it's it, we need to do something with Pack. It'll be Pack. It better be. We'll see. Right. Shall we quiz it? Just quickly yeah, as well before you quiz. Oh, here we just go. in case, just in case you haven't watched it, and um, we will shout it out, and I'm sure Dan and Joe will concur. Obviously, broken school sessions with Jarrett Star was on last week, Nobody and it was a very good it. watch. Nobody Dan, was, wasn't it? Yeah, you're you're you're, you're, you're uh, my enemy, but you're not my enemy, and we've got heat, but we don't have heat. Yeah, it was very good. Listen. Um, it flowed really well and still much better than the Sasha Banks broken skulls. So happy days. Oh, that's not. But no, even our cat talk. No, nothing, nothing about the um but the WCW title. It's been discussed a lot. But yeah, very True. good. What Poor David Arquette. He'll be in the Hall of Fame one day. Right, let's quit it. So good. this week it is ten questions on wrestlers names however it isn't who are their real names i'm going to give you 10 wrestlers names as in their wrestling names and you have to tell me if i just made these names up or were they once wrestlers oh wow so, so this could mean they've been wrestlers in wwe so this is just 10 true or the, false it's true or false anyway but well real or fake Okay, real, real or fake, fake. basically. Okay. These could be in the territories from the 60s, 70s, or 80s, Smoky Mountain, world class championship wrestling, anything like that. But basically, I'm going to give you a name. You have to tell me is that really a wrestler or have I just made the name up? Okay, okay. so we'll start off with a nice, easy one that you should all get right. So, number one is Gorgeous George. Is that really a wrestler, or have I made him up? Might be here. Could be. Gorgeous Georgie. No, Gorgeous George. <laughs> Number two. Is he real or fake? Hound Dog Hank. Was Hound Dog Hank perhaps a wrestler in the territories once? Real or fake? They might, be on real. they might be on an ether. Have you not checked ether? <laughs> well, I'm talking about real, as in people, not ether. So anyway, number three. They're here, is they're he... quick, but will it do the trick? <laughs> will it do the quick <laughs> <laughs> um, Number three, 
Is he real or fake? Rat Smasher. Was Rat Smasher a wrestler? Number four. Is he real or fake? The Mongolian Stomper. The Mongolian Stomper. Real or fake? We know he's real. Number five, the is he real or fake? Bone Snapper. Is Bone Snapper real or fake? And number six, could very well have been his tag team partner, Flesh Wound. <laughs> is Flesh Wound real or fake? So you're all worried now because you can't Google quick enough. Joe can't say the same answer as Dan. It's all too <laughs> Number seven. Was Samuel Sniper a real wrestler or have I made him up? Samuel Sniper. And number eight was Millionaire Miles. <laughs> A real wrestler, or have I made him up? Someone was watching Frasier earlier. <laughs> Number nine, real or fake? Pork chop cash. <laughs> pork chop cash. Is pork chop cash? <laughs> Jamie's face, real or fake? And number ten, the final one, is he real or fake? The Pegasus Kid. Real or fake? The Pegasus Kid. He also so, like Twitter troll bots. <laughs> so that's your 10. Number one then. Jamie, is G- Gorgeous George real or fake? Um, he is real. Dan. I've seen him. I've seen him. He's real. And Joe. He's real he is real for one point of course number two joe real or fake hound dog hank well he's fake yeah dan fake jamie he's real he's fake he's made up it's the junkyard dog not hound dog hank All right then, Dan. Rat. Uh, I've gone horribly wrong this because I. <laughs> I put Rat real smash- for all ten. Sake, <laughs> <laughs> rat smasher, Dan. Real or fake? He's real. Joe, real. And Jamie, <laughs> real. Well, like Jamie. I said, I put real for all ten. Okay. Rat smasher. I just thought you were going to throw it out like they're all real. <laughs> Rat Smasher is fake. Oh. He's made up. But Jamie, you've gone for real then for the Mongolian I've gone for real for all ten. (laughs) So, Dan and Joe, the Mongolian stomper. Joe? Real. I put real as well. He's real. The Mongolian stomper is real. But what about the tag team of number five and number six? Could they both be real? Could they both be fake? Could one be real and one be fake? Bone Snapper Joe. 
Um, false. I'm sure Bone Snapper was on Spider Man. That's Bone That's Saw. Bone Saw. Who ready oh. for Bone Saw? Look at age. I put real. Uh, he put real. Um, he's fake. Huh? How yeah. about though his potential real or made up partner, Flesh Wounds, Dan? Fake. <laughs> Joe. I think he's real. He's fake. Oh. For God's sake. Right, come on then. What about Jamie's pudding is real? Samuel Sniper. Dan. <laughs> I'm sure I've heard of Sam Sniper, I put real. Joe. Uh, fake. He is fake. He's not real. I'm sure I've heard of him. There I, is I'm no Samuel Sniper. I'm I'm hoping you've checked this. I'm I have. Sure but, but all right then, Dan, but what about Millionaire Miles number eight? No, like I said, he sounds like he's from Fraser. I think that's fake. <laughs> um, Joe? I said he's real. He's fake. What? Well, all right, time for my favourite <laughs> one of them all. Is he real or fake? Number nine, Pork Chop Cash. Joe? Fake. <laughs> Dan? I don't think you could make that up off the top of your head. I put real. He's real. He was a wrestler from 1973 on the territories. Pork chop cash. What was his tag team partner called? Was he called like Philip State Cash? <laughs> he was Philip or Dax. Um, check. And number ten, the Pegasus Kid. He's real. I, I'm sure I've heard of him. Real. Do you know why he's real? Yeah, it's Chris um, Benoit. It's yeah. Chris Benoit. That's why the Pegasus kid. There we go. So I'm pretty sure I've won this. Total up your scores. Jamie, what did you get? Well, how how many of them are real? Four? Oh, good Lord. Hang on. Um, oh, I've closed it down now. Where is he it? He couldn't even mark it along the way. One, I, I want to say four are real. Yeah. Four, four. So you got four. Joe. I got four. <laughs> yeah. Joe got six and Dan got... Len Goodman, seven. 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 There we go. There we go. Dan's the winner again. So that puts the quiz board on Dan on eight, Joe on three. Uh, sorry, Dan on eight, Jamie on four, Joe on three, and I'm on two after my... <laughs> I assume, therefore, it is um, Jamie's turn next week, is it not? Yeah, you know, it's just a normal, typical episode. I win pay-per-view prediction, Dan wins the quiz. Welcome to Grapple Cash Show. <laughs> right. Dan, where can everybody find us on the socials? Yeah, you can find us wherever you get your podcast. We're Grapple Cast Show. Make sure you give us a follow so you never miss an episode. You can also like, rate, subscribe, like I just said. But we're also available on their social media. We're on the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram. We're Grapplecast Show. Give us a share. Give us a comment. Vote on our polls. You know the drill. And tell your friends. Lovely. Well, that's it then. So thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. We will see you all next week. Um, Jamie, if you'd like to sign us off. I guess without further ado, I must bid you a good night and a goodbye. See you next week. Ta-ra, guys. Bye. Bye.